I have a student that um, I, I literally work a block away and I told him that I was going to be serving here this weekend and he uh, he immediately like had a smile on his face and gave me a big hug and said thank you so much for helping out. All right, hey, let's give a hand for Be Fearless. That was awesome. Uh, this is the close of Be Fearless. It was the last month. Uh, and listen, we in JHM had a huge impact in that. I just want to celebrate what you guys did, what we did as a team, as a group in JHM. Uh, we were serving. How many of you guys served in this room or downstairs? I, I know we saw a lot of you guys in here. Um, a lot of you guys were in 9 o'clock service. Uh, we served in here. Maybe go into the Boys and Girls Club. Uh, a lot of you guys, even today, were bringing change for this thing of change in here. Listen. Between Children's and, and us, JHM and HSM, we raised like thousands of dollars for these people that Jesus loves that we'll never see, but we get to give to them uh, and give ourselves and give to these people, uh, and that is a gift. We get to celebrate that. You guys did amazing on Be Fearless, uh, and next year's coming. It's going to be great. So uh, one more time, let's just hear it for Be Fearless. You guys did amazing, uh, and it was great. Now, uh, if I didn't say it before, my name is Adam. I'm on staff here. Uh, I love being here with you. I don't get on stage a lot, but, uh, you know, I bribed Justin, and he, you know, took the bribery. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure what Jesus says about bribes, but it worked. And now I'm here, and I get to share something to you, uh, with you, that is, like, incredible. Like, I can't wait. Uh, and before I get there, I want to start with four verses from our Bible. So, if you have them, uh, pull them out. We're going to go to page 788, Matthew 7, verses 24 and 27. So flip there in your Bibles, Matthew 24, or 7, 24 to 27. And, uh, you know, if you have your phones and you have a Bible app on your phone and, and you can be responsible for that, why don't you pull that out, click on the Bible app, and open up Matthew 7 on that. Find it on that. Let's see. And we're going to read it together. All right, you guys there? Page 788. All right, you guys are quiet today. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Here we go. Okay, we're going to read it. It's four verses, and then these four verses, and listen, these are important four verses. These are going to shape our entire uh, lesson for today uh, and this adventure that I'm going to take you on that I think Jesus wants us to go on. So uh, follow along in your Bibles, and I'm going to read them. It says this, verse 24, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine. Who is Jesus talking to? Everyone. Okay, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. Verse 26. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. So these are our texts. This is our four verses we're going to touch today. Uh, and throughout this lesson, we're going to go back to these four verses. But basic summary is Jesus is talking, right? And he's talking to everyone who has an ear to hear, who's there, kind of present. And he's, in a sense, he's speaking to us this morning here. Uh, there's, there's two areas to build a house, right? There's a sand, and there's a rock, uh, and there's a person building it, and then there's the home. Those four things, okay? And we're going to talk about that. Now, 
to make this more clear, I want to take you on an adventure, uh, like, a, like a story. Uh, and I'm not the best storyteller, uh, but how many guys, in order to get this going, how many guys like adventures? Like, how many guys read, like, Tom Sawyer when you were a kid, and, uh, like, or maybe you're forced to, right? You got points in your middle school for doing that. Uh, I love adventures. Uh, I actually go every summer to Yosemite. It's like a thing. Uh, and there's, a, there's certain things I do on trips. Uh, one is Fourth of July. One is Yosemite during summer. I've done it the last few years. Here's a picture of it. Uh, in the background, that's me in the middle. That's Roy on the right, who's a, a big uh, part of my family. Uh, in the background is Yosemite Falls. It is mind-blowing. It's like thousands of feet tall. It's, th- it's th- like one of those awesome things I've ever seen. Uh, and we go there every year. One on the left is a good friend of mine named John. Uh, here's another photo. This is a waterfall. This is no joke. This is like a waterfall that I was there. This is like something you would think and see in like Zelda, right? And you're playing. You have like the you have like the fairies in the background singing nice mystical hymns, and then and then you have this like waterfall that's coming down. It sounds amazing. I swam in that pool at the bottom, and there was a little fish in there. It was crystal clear. I swam in it. It was amazing. Okay, I love adventure. How many of you guys go to national parks? You guys go to national parks? Yeah, they're amazing, and they're amazing for a good reason. Uh, I want to take you guys on an adventure. Uh, and because I'm not a great storyteller, I figured I'd ask a friend who could take you on the adventure. And he tells phenomenal stories. Uh, he's, he's relatively short, and he's a bit hairy, but he has a heart for adventure. He has a heart for uh, people. His name is Bilbo Baggins from The Hobbit. Let's roll this first clip. Asked me once if I had told you everything there was to know about my adventures. And while I can honestly say I have told you the truth, I may not have told you all of it. I am old now, Frodo. I'm not the same hobbit I once was. of which you will not find in the world today. Yes, indeed. Give it up for The Hobbit. The Hobbit's amazing. Uh, so, Bilbo, everybody knows Bilbo. How many of you guys have seen The Hobbit? Just raise your hand. How many of you guys have read the book? It's a little bit more difficult. How many of you guys have seen all three, ep- uh, all three versions of The Hobbit, all three films? How many of you guys are like the elite and watched all three films and the Lord of the Ring films in one sitting? Yeah, because you'd probably have to go to the hospital because your butt would be gone, right? Like, th- this is, th- this is uh, The Hobbit is one of my favorite things, and Bilbo is, like, one of my favorite characters of all time. And listen, he's going to take us on an adventure, uh, and he knows adventure, and the adventure is, it's going to be around our text. So our text has to do with building your house on the sand or building it on the rock. Bilbo gets this perfectly, and it has to do with this land called Erebor. How many of you guys know what Erebor is? It is the dwarves' kingdom in the Hobbit. The dwarves' kingdom, land of Erebor. Let's roll this second clip and pay attention to the land of Erebor. Before the doors of the greatest kingdom in Middle-earth, Erebor. Stronghold of Thrall, king under the mountain, mightiest of the dwarf lords. 
Thrall ruled with utter surety, never doubting his house would endure, for his line lay secure in the lives of his son and grandson. Ah, Frodo, Erebor, built deep within the mountain itself, the beauty of this fortress city was legend. Its wealth lay in the earth, in precious gems hewn from rock and in great seams of gold, running like rivers through stone. The skill of the dwarves was unequaled, fashioning objects of great beauty out of diamond, emerald, ruby, and sapphire. Ever they delved deeper down into the dark, This mighty fortress that nobody can break through. It's built within the rock. And the dwarves may be a very short uh, and fiery type of person. Uh, maybe I relate to them. But they can crank away at a house inside the rock. They built it. It's a mighty. There's only one way in. It's this massive gate. And inside, it's not just this protected area. There's like, like millions and millions of jewels in there. And there's gold everywhere. And listen, Erebor is like the spot. The dwarves are secure. Their, their lives are set, right? The kingdoms, the king, King Thor, was like, he was looking at Thor and his grandson, right? And he was like, I am set. There's no worries in my life right now. And sometimes, I, I think myself, and I think of my life, and I think the same way. Maybe you guys feel the same way too. Like, there's sometimes in lives where you just feel like, this can't get any better. Like, my life is so secure right now. It's so good, right? Like, and let's talk about Instagram for a second. How many of you guys, when you put up a photo on Instagram, and it gets more likes than the photo before, you feel like kind of good. Like you're just like taking it to the like, next level status, right? Like you're next level. You just one like, you're like, yes, I did it, right? Uh, and we all have these things. There's things in these lives that like bring us this type of like, my life is doing well, right? Like I, it's going so good. Or uh, maybe like your, your, your popularity at school, and guys, not a big thing, girls, maybe it's you. Like maybe that's like becoming more known and you have more friends and you just feel like life is pretty good right now. Or uh, maybe like, you know, like a clash of clans, boys, clash of clans. How many of you guys are playing it outside before service? You guys are playing it? Some of you guys are playing it right now as I'm talking. Uh, clash of clans, are, right? You guys are like doing it. What's the, what's the highest level, like 71 or something? Or maybe that's a different game. Anyways, you guys are like playing that, and you're, you're, your account is like up there, right? And people know of you, and your name is known. Like you are, you are doing well. Or maybe girls, it's like you have that closet full of Lululemon stuff, and you're like, you're like, yeah, the girl's like, yeah, I actually know what he means, and I'm gonna laugh. Uh, like maybe that's the thing, guys. Like, what is Lululemon? There's like a fruit or something. Like, like, and you guys are just like, I am set. Like, I have Lululemon. Or maybe it's something like myself, where you're like the the like captain of your team, or like your athletics. Like, you are the person on the team. You're the go-to. Fourth quarter, overtime. It's about there's a minute left in the game. Who do they who give the ball to? They give it to you because you're the guy on the team, right? Uh, and if that if it couldn't get any better, if your life couldn't get any better, you wind up on finding the Arkenstone, right? The Arkenstone. Thor was, was, he was set. And not only was he set, now he has the Arkenstone where he's not just the only one experiencing this protected life. He now has kingdoms coming to him and bowing down to him, right? 
uh, Erebor was the kingdom of the Middle Earth, right? It was the spot. And how many of you guys know the elves? Any guys know the elves' story? How many of you guys have mastered the elves' language? Yeah, there's actually a real elven language. Uh, the elves are like the wisest of hobbits. They've lived for a thousand years. They're the longest, oldest people. And they, they have a history that it's embedded in their mind. And the elven king came, like it should, and bowed down to Thor. Because he, like, was the guy, right? They were secure. They found the Arkenstone. And I think, Arkenstone, I think for my life, there was an Arkenstone that uh, was in college. It was like th- this college. I was. I played lacrosse. You guys know I played lacrosse all through high school and all through uh, college. And I got to the end, and there was the Arkenstone there. And the Arkenstone for me was I was like the guy to go to. Like I was it. Like I I I played it for eight years. I've played a lot with everybody else, and I'm I'm that guy now. And I've made it right. I thought I like I I I'm just I'm it. I made it. Uh, you know and. And maybe you guys have that personal Arkenstone you can think of, right? Your life's going better, and then, bam, you, you come across that stone that's hidden, and it's like nothing can top this high that I have right now uh, until this third clip comes along. Thor named it the King's Jewel. He took it as a sign, a sign that his right to rule was divine. All would pay homage to him, even the great elven king, Thranduil. But the years of peace and plenty were not to last. Slowly the days turned sour, and the watchful nights closed in. Thor's love of gold had grown too fierce. A sickness had begun to grow within him. It was a sickness of the mind. And where sickness thrives, bad things will follow. Where thick sickness thrives, bad things will follow. Where sickness thrives, bad things will follow. Uh, sometimes you watch these films and they say a line like that, and you just have to sit back and be like, what, like, that's a pretty heavy heavy uh, line. And I, d- I kind of did the same thing. I watched The Hobbit. I love The Hobbit. And I thought, I, saw, I heard that, and, I, and it made me sit back. And I'm like, what does that actually mean? I think it means this. The Arkenstone for Thor, King Thor, which was eventually going to be Thorin's, uh, that was temporary, right? King Thor thought he had, like, he thought he was at the pinnacle of the, do- maybe he was. Maybe he was the greatest king of the land, and, and everybody should pay homage. But the reality is, it was temporary, and he thought it was going to be long-term. He thought it was going to be unbreakable, and it, yet it was temporary. And maybe you guys are thinking in your own lives, and you're like, you know, I, I, I remember this time, and I thought it was amazing. And once I got it, then, like, th- what else was there? And then, like, I went back to normal. Like, the feeling was gone. And I thought this was going to, like, prove to be the best, uh, that guy or that girl or that sports team. And I thought it was going to prove And then I get there, and it's just, it's just kind of life is the same. Like, it, or, or it goes back to normal or uh, or the storm hits like our text, and it hits me, and I go back to thinking that, I, like, reality, life is a, is a bummer, right? Maybe that's it. Uh, there's a story I want to share. Uh, share at 9 o'clock. Didn't share it on Saturday, and I'm going to share it right now. And I don't share it. Uh, I, I think I've talked about this story maybe once to another person uh, because it's so, uh, it's so, like, significant to my own life. Uh, it has to do with Jess. Uh, Jessica on staff here, she's amazing. She was doing uh, happenings with Kristen. Uh, Jess and I went to college together, and uh, we, uh, we have a long-term friendship, and it's been great. She has, like, these 10 girls that are all best friends with them, and I have these 10 guys that are like, kind of, like, best friends with me. And when we were in college, we all hung out. It was like our group, like our 20-person group. 
uh, and the guys were all on the same lacrosse team, and, and the girls would, like, come to our lacrosse games, and, and it was just, like, a fun. And some of those guys and girls are now married, and they have kids, and it's just weird. Uh, but we just, we have a long, t- uh, and what Jess doesn't know, and what really, uh, I don't think anybody knows, is that there was a sickness growing inside of me that I didn't even realize how severe it was. And the sickness was, I thought I had the Arkenstone when I came back for my senior year of college, like senior year of lacrosse, I thought I had everything, I was unbreakable. Uh, I played four years of high school, and then I went to college, I played two years in college, did well, and then I left that college, went to another college because I got a scholarship to play lacrosse there, so school is now free. And, and once you get to the free level of school, you've kind of made it. Uh, and then something happens, uh, happens and, and, I, and I moved back, and so now I'm back at the school that I started, paying for school, but I like have the experience that's unmatched from everybody else. And I start playing, and, and it's a year, and, and things are going well, and it was actually a decent, decent year. The problem was the very last game of that year. And some of you guys have this. Some of you guys are in sports right now, and you're like, uh, you know, end of the year, and you're like, oh, it's a bummer. Like, we have a party, but I wish we could play more. But you have next year. College is not like that. You're done. And unless I want to join, like, an adult league with a bunch of, like, you know, overweight guys who, you know, just, like, it's just not as fun. You know, it's just different. Uh, but I remember laying down on the turf after the game was over. And everybody was kind of saying goodbye. And there was, like, some guys that were crying. Because it's a big deal. Eight years of your life. And I was just laying in the back, just kind of soaking in. Like, what does my life look like now? And it kind of hit me, like, what does my life look like now? Like, my whole identity was built into this lacrosse program. Like, freshmen would come and talk to me, like, like Adam, how do you shoot like that? Or how do you dodge that person? And I, and I could give them an answer, and it felt good. Like, I felt like I, was, I earned this, like I was playing for years. And, and, and I had this, like, name around it, and I thought that I was doing so well. And then it, was, and then it ended, and, uh, like, who's going to come talk to Adam? Like, who is going to come ask for my advice? Like, who, like, don't they know that Adam's important? And who, don't they need to come talk to me and really figure this out? And, uh, and it was like, it was, in all sense of the word, it was an identity crisis. And, like, guys, this is like, this may or may not happen to you. But it was, like, as real as the sun is on our back. Like, it was significant. Uh, you know, let me, just, let me just go back to the story real quick in, the, in, our, in our scriptures, in, in the Bible. Uh, the sand, the rock, the builder and the house. All four of those are significant, okay? So follow me now and, and don't miss this. Uh, the house is, is our lives, okay? That's our lives. The sand is the world. The rock is Jesus. And the builder of the house, the wise man, the foolish man, are us. Does that make sense? So if we're building our lives, our house on the world, Jesus says it's going to crumble, it's going to crumble. If we build it on Jesus, it's going to last. Now, some of you guys, if you're like me, you're going to ask why. Why? 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 Adam, I see that here. That, like Jesus is like, you too, if, I, if I build on Jesus, it's going to last. Why is it going to last? Well, this is why it's going to last. Because the world passes by. The world is temporary. It's like the Arkenstone, right? It's like our Instagram. We, we put it up there, and we think it's going well. We get all these likes, and we get this literally, it's like an emotional high, like, right? Like you have all these like updates on your phone, and people are like noticing you, and then it's gone. And so you wait a few days, or if you're like some of these, you know, unbaked pancakes over here, you wait like a few hours, and you post a new photo, and you're like, yeah, I got all these likes again. It's like this weird emotional high. I think it's like this. I think it's like the Christmas morning high. That's what I think it is. And this is what I mean by that. How many of you guys look forward to Christmas 364 days of the year? Uh, I do that in all sense of the word. 364 days a year, I look forward to that. The, the staff can attest to it. I send a text to them. Uh, 
like two weeks ago, and I was driving to work here, and I was like, I had Christmas music playing, and I sent him a text because I was so excited about my Christmas music playing two weeks ago, right? I am excited, fired up about Christmas, right? It's coming, and I can't wait. Now listen, if you're anything like me, even if you're not like the normal person like I am who, who you know, raves about Christmas for 11 months, even when December comes, you're going to go look at lights, you're going to go drive around, maybe you have cookies in your car and hot chocolate, you guys go drive around as a family and look at lights, but you get to the moment of, of Christmas morning, Christmas morning, and you, and you wake up early and you go downstairs or, or you go in the living room and there's all the presents and maybe there's some, you know, like cookies there or whatever, uh, and, your, and your parents, my mom used to make uh, uh, cinnamon rolls and, and they were warm and we put the, uh, you know, the TV fire on because we didn't have a fireplace, so we actually put the TV, you know, channel four, it's a fire, we put it on, you know, it's crackling through the speakers, you can almost smell it, and, uh, and, and, we un- and, and it's like this moment, right, it's just this cherished moment. Uh, a lot of you guys have, have the same thing. It's, it's like Christmas morning is it. But five hours later, you've done Christmas. Five hours later, it's all gone. And you're just like, well, like, that was fun. Let's eat ham and let's start raving about the next 364 days, right? Uh, but it's gone. And our lives are like that. Our lives come and go, and, and, and that's it. And Jesus says, what do you want your life to be about? Do you want it to be about that something that passes, where it's like you did it and now it's gone and then now what? Or do you want to make it on that thing that endures, that's not temporary, that lasts forever? You know, when, when all these things, when all these things, uh, here it is, when all, when, when, what happens when all those things we think will deliver the ultimate feeling, the ultimate, it's the best, only turn out to be a fading fad. It only turns out to be a temporary thing. It c- comes and goes, and, uh, and, and, and maybe it's exciting in the moment, but that's just it. Uh, you know, this is, this is kind of one of the last things. Uh, Jesus is giving us this lesson, right? And, and I want you to follow me. So if you're looking down on your phone, just follow me for the next, like, two minutes. Jesus is giving this final conclusion. It's the wrap-up. It's the climax of his story. And the story's been the last three chapters, right? Matthew 5 to Matthew 7. If you were here, Matthew 5, a few weeks ago, we started talking about it all the way up until now, and this is it. uh, Justin's going to come up next week. He's going to share about something totally different. So this is it. This is the bookend, the closing of it. Jesus says, after giving us all these instructions, which are amazing, he then closes it with this, right? A- after he's saying, like, love your enemy or, or care for the poor, or he finally says, what is your house built on? What is your life built on? That, that, that's the last thing. What is your life built on? Do you know me? Listen, you, we can build our entire lives around what is passing the world, or we can build it on Jesus, and he's going to care for us and love us and be that God that is unmatched to anything this world can offer. Do you know him? That's the question I want you to think of. Think of yourself right now. Do you know Jesus? And not just know of him, like, like, like I, I've heard of him. Do you know him personally, outside your family, outside your friends? Look into your heart right now. Do you know Jesus? Do you know him as a savior? Do you know him as like that friend that is always with you because he promised he'd be with you and never leave you? Do you know him as a king that conquers all the dirtiness and all the grossness of this world and is giving us a better life to come? That's the Jesus we serve. And some of you guys sitting in here right now, you're sitting in your chair and you're just like, this is kind of connecting. Like, I kind of get this. Uh, some of you guys already know Jesus, and, and, and you've been following for a long time. You're in eighth grade. You're about to go to HSM, and you can't wait, and you love Jesus, and that's great. And I'd encourage you to keep thinking through that. For you who, you who don't know Jesus that are sitting there, maybe you're new. I met a new kid this morning. His name is Patrick. He's amazing. Maybe this morning is that time for you guys to really think if you know Jesus. Like, 
do, do I know? Is, is my life what I want it to be? Jesus says he's going to give me life eternal. Like, when I die, someday, right? And who knows? Maybe that's way in the future. Maybe that's tomorrow. I don't know. But when that happens, what's next? Jesus says there's, there's years and years and thousands and millions of years after this little moment in time. And, and whatever we do here is going to play uh, the, the biggest significance in what happens later. Are we making our lives built on something that's passing like the sand? Or are we building it on the rock? This is what I want to do. I, I want to give you a chance to really consider that and then to act on it. And again, some of you guys are already believers. Some of you guys already know Jesus, and, and your life is set with him. But some of you guys are sitting there, you're just like, I've never said that I want to trust in Jesus, and I've never said that I want to take my life and follow after him, and, and I've just kind of lived like how I am. But I know that there's something more to this life, and I want it. Maybe that's you. You know, we do these things in JHM called I Believe, and there's nothing special about them uh, in, a, in a small sense. Uh, but, but maybe in a big sense, these are like, huge deals because what we're saying in I believe is saying I believe in Jesus as my savior. I believe in Jesus as the one who's like who saved me from everything because I, I have a messed up world. Maybe that's you. And maybe this morning, like right now, maybe that's the time where you guys stand up, maybe with a group or maybe you're just, you're bold and by yourself and this message is connecting and you need to stand up and say, I believe in Jesus because it's worth it because I need to give my life to him because my life is crumbling and, 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 and following him is worth it. So that's just what we're going to do. I'm going to give you guys a moment. Uh, and, and when you're ready, all we do is we stand up in front of everybody. It's going to be intimidating, but God's up there and he's, and he's looking down, he's watching, and he's, he's excited about this. Stand up, and all you're going to do is yell, I believe, and like yell it, like mean it, like with boldness. You're going to yell, I believe. And if you've done it before, if you've done it before, uh, no need to do it again, right? But maybe you're still sitting there, you're just like, I, I need Jesus. Like, I, this, is, this is significant. I need him. Maybe you need to, maybe, maybe this is your time. So before, before Jason takes away to worship, uh, before we do any of that, leaders, I want you to go in the back. Uh, uh, before we do any, I want to give you guys one last chance. Like, and, and we care about you and Jesus cares about you. If this is connecting with you, don't let it pass. If you think this is significant and that you want to give your life to it, stand up, say I believe, and then take a seat, and your life is going to be changed. For those of you who, uh, who did say I believe, uh, this, this is an incredible moment for you guys. Uh, and this is like no joke around. This is like the biggest deal ever. Like your life is, is changing. And this is a big deal. It's a change for all of us staff and leaders. And you get to be a part of that now. Uh, this is what I want to challenge you. If you stood up and said, I believe, our leaders in the back, and they want to care for you, and they want to know you and get your name, and they actually want to get your address because they're going to send you a gift in the mail. Because this is a big deal, and we love that you guys are being bold in JHM. So if you said, I believe, go to the back, talk with them. They'll get your address. They're going to pray with you. Uh, and for the rest of us who are just sitting here and, and, and it's connecting or maybe just not connecting, that's okay. Jason's going to worship. We're, we can stand up if we want. We'll worship with him. Uh, 
and it's going to be an amazing moment. Don't miss this. Jesus is here for you. He's given his life for you. Uh, let's respond to that now. So you said, I believe. Go ahead and head in the back. Uh, Jason, why don't, we, why don't we worship? This is an old hymn that sings about this idea of our foundation being found in Jesus. We're just going to sing one simple sweet little part of it on Christ the solid 